You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Eye on the Ball. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez, and you're listening to 1030 The Voice. Jay, I have one question for you. Where will you be September 26th? Well, I'm hoping to be at Arizona Stadium. I don't know if I'll be, you know, get the luck of the draw and be there, but, uh, you know, I'd, 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 I'd like to be there. I assume you're cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously <laughs> optimistic. Those are the <laughs> words of the day today. Uh, I think everybody is. The, uh, good, good news. We saw the, the schedules uh, from everyone. Ten big games for Arizona. Uh, I already gone through my schedule. We'll go through yours in a little bit. I'm looking forward to that and how <laughs> and how Mr. Mr. Positive will look at this. Uh, but but you you asked a couple of quick uh, well, a quick a question of uh, of the commissioner today. A lot of good questions. What uh, stuck out for you? What well the first thing that stuck out for me was that the Arizona ASU game is the first week of the season, and that was. That was interesting to me. And then when you look down the line, you, you see that UCLA and USC mm-hmm. are also the first week of the season. Before you continue that, you're probably thinking like everybody is in town, what? Yeah. But? But there there was a really good reason yeah. for it. And I think that... Uh, I think that uh, you know the explanation was was excellent when uh, you know Larry Scott just talked about you know Arizona and and uh, and uh, you know Southern California being hotspots for COVID. You know, one of the aspects of the thinking that went into USC and UCLA being early, and in this case, the first week, that went into Arizona and Arizona State being early in this version, the first week is we realize at the moment those are real hotspots and the requisite you know, authorities and approvals uh, necessary uh, are not there yet. But by putting them the first week in the event that these two teams in each of those two markets playing against each other winds up not being possible, they become very easy to reschedule. So that's that's really it. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just basically saying these are these are two areas that are that are being hard hit right now. So it gives them the it gives them the opportunity to say, okay, we're getting close to time. We're we're not ready to play. Let's move those games right now. So and they can put they put two two buys for everybody, one during the season and then one the last week the week before the pack the Pac twelve championship. Game. So I'm sure like you like me said. What a great idea! Well, you know, here's the here's the thing that really struck me about the entire webinar today was that I realized these guys are pretty smart. They're thinking of stuff that we're not thinking of, and they, that that was one of them. Think to think, let's get that game played, and if it and, and get it scheduled so that if if Arizona and, and Southern California are still in a really tough spot, COVID wise, it's just easy to push those games down the road. Both of those both of those games involve teams that can they don't have to go spend the night, you know, at at you know, the the Arizona game is here. Mm-hmm. So the ASU ASU doesn't have to come and spend the night in a hotel here. They can bus in the day of the game. I mean, it's not a big deal. And it, it, they can take all the precautions with that. So I thought I thought that was just some some really good thinking on their part to to see that they're thinking of a lot of stuff sure. that we're not thinking of over here. Every possibility. We have a phone call uh, right now. Terry, thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank you very much. I I just heard a friend of mine just called me and said uh, they're going to be playing football, and I was shocked. Uh, 
Give me a little bit of background. I mean, they're, they're going to space people in the stadium. Are they still going to charge the same prices? I mean, what happens to people at season tickets? These are all sorts of questions. you guys have any more information on it? Good question. That question was kind of was asked, and uh, they said this. Right. We had Dave Hickey on, and they're, they're not there yet. They were really just focused on getting a schedule and trying – now that they have a schedule – you know, we presume we're going to now start hearing, okay, this is, assuming things go well and there is going to be football, this is what's going to happen. What has been announced is that the stadium is not going to be capacity. It's going to be something less, probably 50% or less. But, um, you know, the plan hasn't been rolled out. We asked that specifically last week, and we were just told that, you know, more to come. We, we've got to get the schedule nailed down, and they were working on that. Now that we have a schedule, we, you know, we'll start hearing what else goes with it. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm interrupt you. I just have like a dynamite question. We're just all hoping that, and it seems like Arizona's turning the corner. Please, dear God. We, uh, we're hoping. We're all hoping. Yeah. Well, the good but thing what, is. What the, happens? Not to be a negative guy, but the dynamite question what happens if it does, you know, go into another spike? I mean, uh, does it get more disappointment? I, I don't know if they're being too an, ambitious. I don't know. I, I, there's so many questions. Right, there's so many questions, and the question was asked, are there going to be fans? No one knows because we're way too early, and it's going to be to, depending on the location. Right, They're, they've got two months to figure it out. Right, now. You know, weeks, now, now yeah. that we've got, you know, the games, uh, the first game is scheduled for September 26th. It's just under two months to figure out what they're going to do. Do you have tickets to go? Uh, I quit, uh, not to be politically incorrect, I quit at this season. I just couldn't take it. <laughs> right, well, I to- I you and a lot of others. You and a lot of others. I think they're probably going to allow 10,000 10, if they do, and Jay is optimistic he'll be one of those. I just want to be one of the 10. I'd, I'd like to go to the yeah. first game at least, and just because I want to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not trying to be negative. I hope things do. You know, I hope we can all turn this around, dear God, and get back to normal. Well, please. Well, cross and, your uh, fingers and wear your mask, and everybody yeah. does their part. Maybe we can have some. Maybe we can have some sports here. You got it. And thanks, guys, for being uh, what you're doing. I really mean that. I'm thanks not for calling. Yeah, Dude, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. So it was a good. I thought it was a good informative uh, uh, webinar. Well, there was a lot of there was a, again a lot of stuff that that really told me that they're 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 you know they're these guys know what they're doing. You know, there was a doctor, a, a doctor uh, Ackerman, Doug Ackerman, who's I guess the medical advisor for the Pac-12, was on the webinar. And one of the other things that really caught me about about the uh, what they were saying was that even now they don't they don't have a criteria for what causes a game to be postponed because and the way he explained it is it can be it's it's not a number it it has more to do with the circumstances of 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 the of of, of where they got it where they got Tracy. he said it could be two guys who got it from two different places and and have come you know have come into the campus and are spreading it around or it could be something self which would be a a big bad deal mm-hmm. or it could be you know, two guys that room together, they really haven't been around anybody else, and they can isolate them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, somebody said, is it 20 guys? Is it 10 guys? And, and the, the doctor said, it's it's not a number. Circumstances. It, but even now, they're still trying to figure out under what circumstances they would postpone a game, and they don't have that answer yet. Right. Uh, well, you know, going into today, we thought that the season would start September 19th, uh, didn't you? I mean, that's kind of what's that's been... That's what we've been told, so, September 19th. So they needed another week, obviously. Right. Uh, uh, you were talking about a columnist, a West Coast columnist, who kind of said uh, he got from this today that 
they aren't they're expecting sh- the worst. Yeah, I didn't get. I that. didn't get that. You have to. You have to provide every precaution, and even Scott said A, B, C, D, and right. E options. And he used the word cautiously optimistic. Here, here's what he said about where he, what Larry Scott said about where he is in terms of his. Uh, uh, we are cautiously optimistic sitting here today, but as Dr. Ackerman mentioned, and we've tried to reinforce, there are elements outside our control that are going to have a lot of influence on that question. What's happening in our communities? What's happening in our campuses? A lot of that's got to do with right mask wearing, social distancing, other things. What happens when uh, thousands of students come back to our campus? None of us have the answer to that question. So, that, I mean, that, and that's really it. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot behind that in terms of people's behavior and you know we can talk about the miami marlins but we'll talk about that at the we'll end talk of the about show. that later i want yeah. to talk about football and we're going to have anthony gemino coming on and uh he, he should be calling any yeah, second now so let's it, so. take our break maybe by that time he comes on and we can talk about the schedule and what it all means is that cool that sounds good to me okay there's a place in our house For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. These days, most families are concerned with having the right insurance coverage. Protecting your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions can be challenging and sometimes expensive. Crest Insurance gives you flexible options and solutions while saving you money. Insurance is not one size fits all, and at Crest, we find the coverage that's best for you and your family. Visit us online at www.crestins.com or call us toll-free at 888-881-5765. Camille Rivas Rutherford with Coldwell Banker Realty has been one of the top producing real estate agents in Tucson, Oro Valley, Marana, and Vail for more than 20 years. Let her help you find your dream home in Southern Arizona. Her passion and enthusiasm for real estate has helped her become one of the most respected and trusted realtors in the area. And she was recently named a recipient of Coldwell Banker's 2019 International President Circle Award. Camille's approach to sales and marketing and selling or buying a home is second to none. Give her a call at 520-250-5192. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera, alongside co-host Jay Gonzalez. And now on the phone, we have cohort Anthony Jamil of Lindy's Magazine. How are you, Anthony? Doing uh, pretty well. How about you guys? Fine, thank you. Did you have a chance to at least hear some of the webinar from the Pac-12? I know you were anxiously awaiting. Well, we know you have a real job, too, so. Right. Uh, I, I managed to slip away while not actually watching the webinar um, following along as we do these days on on that tweet machine. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your? Yeah, there's quite quite a lot of stuff. What What's your big takeaway? Um, I'm not really uh, in. I don't I don't like Arizona Arizona State on <laughs> September 26th, but bring it on. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, you I may not get it. It doesn't matter if I like it. I just want it now. I got to have it. Well, that, you know, and that's how I walked away from I'm like, we have a schedule. Let's go. You know, let's go. Right. I had somebody was like 50, 57 days away or something like that. Arizona ASU. I can't believe I haven't I'm counted in. the days already. Yeah, that's true. I'm Thanks in. for that. Um, so who has the advantage in that? Who has the advantage in that first game? 
Well, talent-wise, Arizona State, and uh, probably just continuity-wise, Arizona State. Um, Arizona is certainly, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball, bring in, breaking in new coaches and a lot of new pieces and new schemes and all that. So uh, Arizona State also has some new coordinators and such, but a little, just a little more stability, I think, and again, more, more general talent. So. Um, it probably favors Arizona State, but so um, I, I don't know if it was later in the season. Who knows by then? You know what what the deal is, and this is of course assuming that everything's cool and, and this game does get to happen on September 26th. But see, the the Arizona Wildcat in me says ASU has no idea what Arizona is going to do defensively. They haven't had a spring practice. They haven't had anything for ASU to look at and say this is what they might be doing. Arizona doesn't either. <laughs> well, that, Jay, that's why you're the optimist on this show. <laughs> that, I mean, that you. I think you should take that and run with it. I am running with it. You'll see it in a minute. Well, yeah, wait, you, wait till this gets. See how many games I got him to win. <laughs> By the oh, way, have you have you done now, that already? Have you already picked it? Uh, I guess. This, okay. This okay. Got a lot tougher, right? Because they added Cal. Yes. Cal yes. Is, right. Yes. Um, we won't go yeah, there yet. Let's not go there. We'll go there okay. on the second after the next segment. But uh, well, if that was the first uh, thought of the webinar, what was the second or third? Uh, that the chances of you know, I, I love how the Pac-12 kind of announced it as a big grid of you know all the teams and all the logos in announcing the schedule, and the odds of all of that happening are zero. because because this is going to be um it's college football but the teams are huge you can't put them in a bubble like the nba and the nhl so i think what's going to happen especially probably early in the season it would be a lot like we're seeing with major league baseball right yep where you 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 play a few games and uh oh there's an outbreak over here with this team and then all oh, the team they played, they've got a couple infections as well, and it trickles down to the rest of the schedule. So, and we're, what we're seeing with Major League Baseball is a little bit of start and stop and trying to patch things together, trying to redo the schedule on the fly, all these kind of things. I would guess that's not only going to happen in the Pac-12, but all over the country in college football. I think they'll get started because they seem to have a pretty good plan, and as you know, my, my phrase is kick the can down the road as far as they can, I think. And by pushing it back to September 26th, now you still got two and a half weeks before you start camp. And is two and a half weeks certainly is better than, say, a week or a week and a half even um, because of some of the hot spot areas in Arizona and even in Pima County. The numbers are not great, but they're better than they were a couple weeks ago. So now you get yourself more time to get the numbers in a better place, be smart about how you practice and control things. And then, you know, by September, late September, you're ready to go, but expect things to flare up and to be flexible and to move games around and maybe even not play some games. And one of the reasons they built in that open week at the end of the schedule is, for example, say if things are still too COVID hot in Arizona to play Arizona-Arizona State on September 26th, well, now you just move it back until whatever that week is, December. December or even mid-October. 
Right. So, and that way, and that was, I get their reasoning, and it's the same thing they did with moving USC-UCLA to the first week as well, because that's your other Pac-12 area hotspot right now is L.A. Um, if those games, for whatever reason, can't go off, you're only affecting the other partner as opposed to maybe affecting two games instead of just one, right. which makes it easier to reschedule later. So I get what they're thinking. I mean, it's a whether people like this plan or don't like it, I got to give the Pac-12 some credit. It's 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 a thoughtful plan. So you know, they didn't throw this together haphazardly. So whether it works or not. Hey, well, that's another story. You know, well, one day at a time. Right. Yeah, so let me. Yesterday, I we left the building here, and I had uh, um, my guy Jay here shaking his head at me as we left, <laughs> thinking that that there's not going to be a football season after the third week. And he's like, "Shut up, shut up." I wanted to fight him. <laughs> so I kind of agree with you, Anthony. That after the third week, I think that'll be kind of like the lit- litmus test to get beyond the third week. Yeah, it could be. I like that. There. Yeah, I I feel better than probably the last time we talked that, you know, things are going to get started. But from there, be ready to yes. be nimble and flexible and to adjust and to maybe, um, you know, kick. If you have to kick some of these games in the spring, maybe you do. Did they talk, they talked about that a little? Well, it, it just right. uh, just in the context of if they absolutely had to, they still can. That it, all those scenarios are still in play is really what what yeah, they said. They, they, yeah, they have to be. Nobody really want. Nobody is rubbing their hands together and smiling gleefully like, "Oh, we're going to play in the spring." It is the absolute worst case case last case scenario, which has a million problems. But it's still better than not playing. Yeah, that. well, there's. Uh, but yeah, spring is spring is not good. But if we absolutely have to get there, then we'll take it. Well, we've heard some time. I think we talked about this the other day that, you know, it, it, I'm talking if before the season starts and it's looking like it's just not going to happen, you know, to play in, at all in the fall, that they might rather cancel the season than play it in the spring. I've heard a little bit of that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just because, just because of the of the the mess it would create, TV wise, fan wise, staffing wise, along those all lines, that kind of stuff. Along those lines, there was I a question. Worst, Go ahead. Yeah, I think the worst part about playing in the spring is uh, what it does in terms of the players. Well, that yeah, and that, and, and there's all that. That how many players I are mean, you going to lose? Out, they'll figure out the TV. They'll figure right. out the schedule and and all that. But if you're missing your top 250 players right? because they want to prepare for the combine and the draft and don't want to risk injury, well, that's going to be the issue. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. Let's take a quick break. Thanks, Anthony. We'll come back and talk more about today's uh, developments on the Pac-12 schedule here on Don't Tuesday Go Away, Universe. Anthony. I'll be here. Where you bank really does matter. Hughes Federal Credit Union is proud to be recognized by Forbes as one of Arizona's best credit unions three years in a row. This national recognition highlights our commitment to high-quality products and services, our customer service, digital services, and financial advice. At Hughes Federal Credit Union, we offer low rates on loans, lower fees, and many free services. Make the switch. Join Hughes today. Visit HughesFCU.org best. Certain restrictions apply, insured by NCUA. It's no 
those guys from Tucson Appliance Company, the best appliance company in Tucson. For the month of July, we're going to donate 2% of our sales to a local charity from in-stock purchases. Come shop at our store and work with our amazing sales team. Dustin, David, Brian, Alex, Jermaine, and Peter. You can choose from a list of local charities for us to donate to. The only way we can give back is if you shop local. Only at Tucson Appliance, where our low price is your priority. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. And on the phone we have Anthony Jamino talking Pac-12, uh, ho not hoops, but football. <laughs> I I'm wishing for hoops, but that'll be we, in January. We uh, yeah, we could actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> which will be better. Uh, no, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, uh, Mr. Jay Gonzalez here is very excited because he's hoping that the football season is going to start. And you as well, I assume. <laughs> yes. I mean, I could... <laughs> I mean, I tried. I tried watching some of the NBA last night, and I, I couldn't do it. Wow! <laughs> but I'm not. A, first of all, I'm not an NBA fan. Um, but I thought, hey, you know, there's not a lot else going on. Right? No, I don't. I even even Lakers Clippers. No, sorry, you can't watch it. So I mean, I don't care about the NBA. Uh, my Red Sox aren't very good, so uh, baseball's dead to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I don't care if the NFL plays or not. And uh, but I will. Uh, I will miss my college football if it's not on. Well, so, well here, here's I'm, the thing: I'm putting my eggs in that basket. Yeah. Where I'm at is just that you know, let's have some football. Uh, I'm ready for the NFL. You know, the, the NFL season will start the the second weekend in September, allegedly, and then yeah. you know, college. And I just like the fact that the college picture is kind of coming into focus. We're starting, you know, I mean, the Pac-12 is the only one that's actually announced its entire schedule, but everybody's kind of said when they're going to start. The Big 12 is still kind of out there, but they're just going to have to do pretty much what everybody else is doing because they don't have any they don't have any other Power 5 teams to play. So, I just like the fact that it's kind of coming into focus and it, I feel like it's going to start. It's going to start in mid to late September. And, you know, then it's go time. And then we just cross our fingers and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, that's all we can do at this point. The, <clears throat> yeah, the Big 12 out there, the Big 10, I don't think has really released a timetable. Um, You're right. <clears throat> Dave, you Dave know, just said SEC, conference I thought, only. I, I thought the SEC would kind of be the outlier in saying, you know what? We're going to play our 12 games. We're going to start on time because it just means more to us. Right. And, you know, they came out the other day and did kind of a very – sensible thing again a 10 game conference schedule no um uh, no out of conference things um that, that's starting really, late september yeah same on same date as the uh the pac-12 is going to start now and um you know the the acc kind of beat them to the punch by a day and the acc wasn't really ready to um kind of announce a schedule but they they kind of went ahead and got ahead of the SEC and took uh, took a little bit of the high ground by saying, "Oh, we're going to play. Hey, we're bringing in Notre Dame. We're going to yeah. play ten conference games. Oh, and we're saving a spot for a non right a non conference game within our state, which would have preserved all those ACC SEC games that we uh, that we like. Your Clemson, South Carolinas, Florida, Florida State, Kentucky, Louisville, et cetera, Georgia, Georgia Tech." 
and uh, kind of made the SEC the bad guy and all that. Well, they they they, play. they don't want to look like the you know the the person standing on. I, I could see guy or girl standing on the corner waiting for their date to pick them up. They wanted to kind of <laughs> let them know, you know, what if you guys want to play us, we'll play, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Hey, let's get to the nitty gritty here uh, before we lose you here, Anthony. Uh, let's go through the schedule because because I have my wins and losses. Uh, Mr. Gonzalez has his wins and losses. Okay. Mr. Optimistic has his wins and losses. I'll be honest. I just said I'm going to find four wins. Okay. That that that's right. what I did. I, I I didn't look at the schedule and say okay one two three. I just said I'm going to try and find four wins because okay. that that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. So let's go through the game first game. Well, see, I I I looked at the I looked at the first two games. Okay. And I think Arizona is going to split those two games. I think they're going to either going to beat ASU or they're going to beat Washington. Okay, I, so I, I well they're 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 doing well. If they come up with a split, there. right? And, and, and my thinking is, if top, they if, top twenty five potential teams, right? If they come out of the box and lose to ASU, I feel like they're going to be so PO'd about that that they might go up to Washington and shock the world. Yeah, Anthony, what do you have? Zero two or one and one? What do you have? Yeah, I would go zero and two in that start. Zero and two. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. Okay, okay. fine, you guys. Okay, okay. <laughs> fine. Okay, Colorado. You got that win. That's a win. They're going to beat Colorado. Okay, they'll Colorado at home. Anthony, I'll, I'll I'll give you a win there. Okay, they play Colorado. They always play Colorado well, and it's it's here in front of zero fans. <laughs> <laughs> it could be in front of zero fans or five thousand. What do you want? Field advantage means anymore, but we'll give them a win. Okay, so I agree with you. Mine's one and two. You're two and one now, right? You're two and one. I'm two and one. Okay. Okay. We get the all important buy right. to recover, and then they'll lose the next two. They that, got USC and USC and Utah. The buy will be a push, Anthony says. <laughs> Come on, Anthony. <laughs> I want to call you a really bad name right now. <laughs> feel, Arizona uh, is favored by I, three. I would say they're losing to SC and losing to Utah. I'm, I'm, I'm agree. I'm in agreement I'm with, with that. You, I'm so, not, you know, okay. I'm not. You know, I'm not out of my mind. So we're what? Well, we're Anthony and I are one in uh, four. You're one and four, okay. and I'm and I'm. Right. You know what? You know what's interesting, and this is a little off topic, but I and I can't take credit for it, but I saw somebody else refer to on on Twitter. How much? And now, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist and talk about how the Pac-12 is setting up USC for success, in each of USC's five home games, their opponent will be playing the second game of consecutive road games. Wow, which is a really difficult thing to do in college football. It, you, you find that um, teams that play, you know, in conference on consecutive weeks on the road tend to not do well in that second game. Right, and all of USC's home games involve a team playing on the second game of a two-week uh, road stretch. Did you go figure that out okay. yourself, or did somebody tell no, you? No, I, I saw somebody else on Twitter, but okay. I verified it. I checked it out. Somebody it, else who has no out. life is what you is, is who you're listening <laughs> is, to. Is Javier was Javier <laughs> doing this tweet? You're, you're listening. Javier you're listening to some guy in his grandma's basement on his computer <laughs> in his boxer shorts with a bag of Cheetos. That's who you're listening to. Yeah. <laughs> yes, pretty much. But the Pac-12 would never do something like that for Arizona, right? <laughs> that's that's kind of so, you went off topic. So get your letters ready to send to Larry Scott. Okay. So you're two. You're what are you now? Two? I'm 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 two and three, and we're one and four. Okay. So now you, you got Oregon State come after that. But what I've done is <clears throat> packaged Oregon State, UCLA, and Stanford, and have said that Arizona's going to win one of those games. Okay. I, they're all on the I road. Think- 
I but, totally agree with you. I totally, okay, I totally agree. They're going to win you. one of those. They'll yes. win one of those somehow. Yes. Right. Okay. All on the road. So to think that they're going to win two out of three is not a good. Agreed. It's not Agreed. smart. Agreed. Okay. So I think they're going to win one of those. So that's my third win. Okay. 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 Here's the one you're going to yell at me about. Leaving, leaving, leaving Cal and Oregon at home. R- right. And here's where here's where I'm gonna, I'm picking Cal as the game they're going to win that you don't expect them to win. Cal's got Oregon the week before, and then they got then they got to come and play uh, uh, the Arizona. So mm-hmm. I believe Arizona can win that game. It's here, and so that's my fourth win. And then they're going to get smashed by Oregon. That's on a Friday night. Okay, so I have them going. Oh, yeah. I have them going two and two, two wins. Two wins, maybe a third. Using your logic with the Oregon State game or UCLA game, possibly. So you think they're going two and eight? Two and eight. We're gonna fight. Yeah, I'm kind of two and eight. I'd buy. I'd buy three. Um, would that would that be our over? Under okay, number? here's the here's the key. Well, here's the key question for you, Anthony. That's going to determine whether you and I are going to fight. Does Arizona finish fifth or sixth in the league? Okay, well, I think it's really probably between them and Colorado. Um, We've already had this that's, discussion. That's the discussion that I'm at. If you if you're going right. to tell me that Arizona's going to finish now behind Colorado, Colorado, we're going to throw. Though, right? What? They're going to go. Colorado's got a tough schedule. Everybody's got Oregon, a tough schedule. Utah? I guess. Isn't that, isn't that what's great about a 10-game conference schedule? I love the 10-game conference schedule. Boy, I re- I, we were finish, talking about this yesterday. Colorado could finish strong, though. Uh, I'm, I'm still going sixth. I, 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 again, off topic. I know the 10-game conference yeah. schedule is not conducive to getting a team in the playoff, but if every league did it. But if everyone does it, yeah. If every league did it. I think it makes for a more interesting college football season, mm-hmm. and it, you really crown a real national champion. And you sell tickets. And you sell a hell of a lot of tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, and c- the best part about that whole plan is that the most important person is on board with that. And by that, I'm talking about Nick Saban. Right. Saban's been talking about this for years. Yeah. Um, and I know everybody kind of, you know, they'll denigrate uh, Alabama's schedule. Because they always play like the Citadel in, right. right before they play Auburn. Right. Like all the SEC teams. All the SEC teams do that. But they've always gone out and played a tough opener. And really, what before this whole COVID thing, you know, one of the really positive trends in college football was the resumption of great home-and-home series. There was, for the last decade or so, there's always been this trend of playing these um, neutral, neutral site, site games. Neutral site games, yeah. But and Alabama led that trend. I mean, you look at their schedule for the next 14, 16 years, and they're playing every you know every year. It's filled with a a major gotta gotta watch home and home series. Yeah, and so they've really led the charge with that, and that may be one of the positive things that comes out of all of this revamped scheduling. Is people may like this. They may like the extra conference game. And uh, it may also hasten the split in college football between the haves and the have-nots and where the Power Five really becomes its own right. uh, pro- autonomous group. The only problem with this is nobody gets to see it in person. Well, maybe, maybe not. Well, eventually. Yeah, very, 
Oh, this year. We yeah, don't know this that. year we won't, but eventually we will. No, I, no it'd be cool. I, I, I think it's for I the really best. Hope, I, I really do hope again, and yeah. you know, we've been talking about how this can reset a lot of things. I hope this is one of the resets that, that you know, people really embrace playing more teams in their conference. <clears throat> I, I really yeah, want. I, I really I want to that. see that. I want to see the SEC do that. And you know, I mean, the Big Twelve. You know, okay, go get go get two more teams so you can play ten non ten conference games as well. Along those lines, Anthony, yeah. uh, we talked about this maybe Wednesday. Uh, you said maybe Stuart Mandel, but at least a national writer, had talked about maybe regionalizing conferences and doing, going that route because of expenses and things like that. Do you see that happening? I think that's definitely one of the things that could come out. Not necessarily among the the Power Five as we see them now, but if you look at a conference like the American Athletic Conference, you know, they go from Philly to Houston. You know, that doesn't make a lot of sense, especially when you're talking about travel uh, in across all the sports. You know, you're sending uh, whoever gymnastics, volleyball, golf, whatever it is. Um, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So I think some of the, quote, mid-majors could probably be realigned to make more sense geographically um, than they are now. I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of movement in the major conferences, but like uh, Jay said, maybe the Big 12 needs to go out and grab grab one or two more. Um, maybe Notre Dame? No, nah, they're not going to join the ACC in football. They're going to stay independent. But, you think so? Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably. We'll see. I think we'll we'll see how they like it. You know, you're the, right. If, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Maybe maybe they'll end up liking it more than they think. You know, playing for uh, there's something to be said for playing for a conference for. championship. It's all about the money. Well, but there's yeah. something to be said for playing for a conference championship, and yeah. you know, play. You know, athletes today again are different from athletes 20 years ago. And that might be meaningful to those guys. You know, this year, they say, that was cool. Let's keep doing that. Yeah. Now, whether or not well, the administration would up, listen to them. Yeah. Right. If Notre Dame ends up beating Clemson for the ACC title, ACC is not going to invite Notre Dame. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. No, no, that's very true. Thanks, but no thanks. thanks. But no thanks. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. You big weenies. Hey, um, <laughs> but with that, I think we'll end this uh, conversation. <laughs> hey, thanks for All coming right. on. So, did you guys? You guys both say you, Anthony. You're saying three, three wins. No, uh, it's possible. Or are you like two and a half? Two, but I'm, I'm like two and a half. Okay, I can see. Well, you. Oh, you, wait. You never answered you the question. Does Arizona finish ahead of Colorado? Uh, no, I said no. I said six. He hasn't changed. Did you, another, uh, he said this three months know, ago. I, you know, wait, wait, before before when I said Arizona was going to finish in sixth place, that's when I still thought they had Tony Fields and Edgar Barrow. <laughs> Very I true. Starters. <laughs> Very true. My wife is going to call your wife, okay, <laughs> to make your life miserable at home. You're probably texting right now. <laughs> I'm hey, telling I have, you. I have room, Matthew. Don't worry about it. Just come and stay with me. I got room. Yeah, but you have to bring your own bags. Hey, thanks for joining us. Hey, Anthony, us. thanks a whole bunch. We appreciate it. All right, guys. We'll talk again. Good luck. We'll, we'll, talk, right. uh, we'll, get, we'll come back on the other side here on 1030 The Voice. Time to update those old kitchen cabinets? Call the Window Depot today. The Window Depot is not only the number one warehouse for windows and doors, we now have a great selection of kitchen and bath cabinets at Tucson's best prices. The Window Depot is Tucson's top spot for granite and quartz countertops to finish the new kitchen or the replacement of that old worn out Formica. So call us today at 290-8545 or 
888-648-6430. The Window Depot, windows, doors, granite, and new kitchens. Being named the 2020 El Tour de Tucson dedication recipient was such an honor. I have been a part of El Tour in the past, and I know about some of these amazing names that have been dedication recipients in the past, but it was an honor to be chosen for that, not only for me, but for my organization that supports people with disabilities. I've met so many people through the riding and through El Tour that are now some of my closest and dearest friends. One of the things that makes El Tour you know, so safe and, and um, so well ran is all the law enforcement that gets involved blocking up the roads. My favorite part of the course on the newer course was the backside of Pistol Hill. I think what's amazing about El Tour is there's something for everyone's ability level. It includes the opportunity to be out there. You can even do a one miler. You can do something at home if you're limited to being indoors. That's what's great about it is all abilities are encouraged. It's very inclusive. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside co-host Jay Gonzalez. That was fun, insightful. Uh, the good thing that I found out is you are the optimistic one. That was verified. Uh, well, I think we'll talk more about this. We have Mark Harlan on the show All next right, Tuesday. Mark Harlan, the athletic director at, uh, at Utah and uh, a former Arizona guy. He, he grew up in the Arizona administration, was a fundraiser for the foundation, was a graduate assistant under Dick Tomey, um, and then he went to UCLA and then wound up at, uh, wound up at Utah. Uh, he's going he's gonna to be joining us. He's a good friend, and we're, we'll get a you know, perspective from one of the other ADs in the league and just see. And now Mark's been part of the, uh, was part of, the I think, the committee that did all this stuff with the schedule and stuff, mm-hmm. so it'll be good to get his perspective. So he's going to come on on Tuesday. Tuesday's show should be good. We have Joseph Blair joining him after that. Right. So it's a good show. Real quick, um, because uh, we're in the middle of this uh, pandemic, and people are still being stupid. I don't know what a better word, oh, because uh, they're not paying attention, and the Miami uh, Marlins are in the thick of it. You know, and they're supposed to be grown-ups. Right, they're supposed to be grown-ups making money, but it turns out that the MLB investigated how all these guys got COVID, and it turns out that when they went to Atlanta for their series with Atlanta, they uh, were everywhere. What's up with Atlanta? We got chicken wings, and we got people going well, out. Well, apparently Atlanta. I, not that I've, I've never been there, so I can honestly say I don't know this for sure. But apparently, spot. Atlanta is like a really big place for strip clubs and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but the Marlins just went out and apparently did what they weren't supposed to be doing. Right. And and there's there's two ways of looking at it. One, idiots. Mm-hmm. Right? You're just dumb and you're putting everything at stake, not just for yourself, but for a lot of other people. But the other the flip side of that and where you, you try and get a silver lining and stuff like that is that now every coach in America that's got a team that, yeah. that's going can say, that's what you're not don't, supposed to don't do. Be there. And if you do that that's what happens. There's an example. Right, right. Well, right now, uh, the commissioner, Manford, said that he's ready to pull the plug. Yeah, he's going to pull the plug on the whole thing if they yeah. don't start doing better. I guess the TV people are already saying, let's get some programming ready just in case there, this happens. There's like eight or ten games canceled today because of because of this. 
And so, it's like, so you're up to, no, let's go back, uh, Your Honor. You're optimistic that the college game will survive this? Well, here's why. It's because there's still a lot of this has to go on to get before, okay. before the, the players come on campus, before practices start, mm-hmm. before games start. There's a lot that can be learned about what's going on. And, and people have to believe that these things are going to happen and be ready for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, once again, you, you know, the, to your point, you're the Atlanta, you're, you're the uh, Miami Marlins, 17 guys, 15 guys get positive. Wouldn't you, if you're the other 15 that did not, and you're saying, what the hell are I'm you I'm punching them in the face. What the hell what are, are you, you doing? You're, you know, you're putting my livelihood at stake because you were an idiot and you had to go mm-hmm. hang out at a bar or wherever it was you went. We're all supposed to be doing this together and mm-hmm. we're not. I mean, that, that that tells me that there's a bigger issue going on in the in the Marlins organization that these guys just don't give. No. A, a, you know, they don't care about this. A rat, something. Yeah. A rat, gonna, something. I, 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 that's, you know, I came close. I almost, I almost, I almost. I don't know if you could say the other word. I Maybe almost pushed the button right there. We're still rookies But that, that there's something going on with the Marlins that says these guys don't care enough Who's the president? to do the right Who's thing. Who's the president? Derek Jeter. Yeah, Derek Jeter. Don Mattingly, who I love, is the manager, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, he, I, you know, former Dodger. Uh, good guy, but you said eight but games were canceled. A lot of the other ones are trickling down too. They're, they're trickled down from the Marlins. There's only one that isn't. The, the Cardinals, a couple of guys got on mm-hmm. the Cardinals got it, and so their game with uh, I can't remember who got postponed. But all the other games that are canceled are tied to the Marlins. So you know, <clears throat> guys, we just again, you know, we just have to be smart. And, and, you know, the students are going to be coming on campus by the time the, the teams start practicing and stuff like that. You know, the football players and all the athletes, they've got to stay away from the frat parties and the bars and, and the apartment parties and stuff that I get it. They're all a part of college life and you want to do the things that you normally do in college. But if you go do those things... You're not going to be playing football. What do you give those chances of happening? What do you say? Don't, don't, don't. Part, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, somebody going to step out and do something stupid. Absolutely. Yes, and, yes. and and Larry Scott on, on the press conference today, he said, we expect right. something to happen. Right. We're planning for something to happen. To sit here and think nothing's going to happen is you know, is ridiculous. It's naive, yeah. It's, it's very naive to think that. So something's going to happen. The question is... How much of it is going to, you know, are we going to see? Mm-hmm. And how much are players, students, everybody going to try and just do the right thing? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Just do the right thing. We'll see what happens. We have yeah. about, uh, school starts in a month. Less school month. starts on the 24th. 24th. You know, and they're going to be bringing students on campus. I know my daughter's looking at her schedule and trying to decide if she's going to, you know, she's got, a, she's got a, I think, one or two classes that is, as of now are in-person classes, you know, or at least partially in-person, you know, the hybrid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's kind of going through a decision process. Am I going to go to those classes? Are those classes worth it to me? You know, even uh, questioning... Do I want to be on campus? Maybe yeah. I do want to be on campus just to get a little bit of the uh, of the life, 
you know, because she's been, she's been stuck at home with us since March. That's no college life. <laughs> that, that's not college life. <laughs> no, isn't yeah. it sad? Because the college life is all about that. Yeah. Leaving the house, going to grow up, and going to school, of yeah. course, but part of it's growing up and making your own mistakes. I, I don't think she's driven her car all week. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to go start it to make sure the battery's not dead. <laughs> Lucky you, you're making great <laughs> gas mileage. Great gas mileage. But, you know... Everybody's got to do their part, and that's and and that you know the doctor on the on the on oh. the call today specifically said that he said we don't know if they're going to do their part, but people have to do their part. Right, right. If this wants to happen, we got to make it happen. Right. Yeah. Good show today. It's a fun show. Are you fun show. I'm sticking with four wins. <laughs> <laughs> Optimistic weekend this weekend. We'll start I'm going here. golfing. I'm going golfing tomorrow, trying to be my kid again. Uh, we have optimism, <laughs> optimism, hope. Thanks everybody here on 10:30. The Voice. Talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend.